0: One year ago this week, Andy McGee set out on a quest. The St. Louis resident wanted to visit every single location in the U.S. National Park System. That's 419 national parks. And, spoiler alert, he made it. On Tuesday, he checked the final site off his list, and that was, of course, the Gateway Arch. So here to tell us all about his remarkable journey is Andy McGee. Andy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Happy New Year. So you
0: saved the best park for last. What was going through your mind when you finally set foot on the Arch grounds?
1: It was a fairly surreal moment when I got down to the Arch uh, on New Year's Eve morning. There was a large crowd of people waiting to greet me, and um, uh, I was very moved by that. I I wasn't expecting it. I'd never really given much thought all year about the last stop and what that would be and what that meant. Uh, It was just sort of going to be the end of my journey. But um, throughout the year, so many people uh, started following along on my social media accounts and my website, and um, I think people were invested in it and interested, and uh, I got a lot of encouragement throughout the year along the way, and um, it was very, very moving.
0: Now, visiting the park in St. Louis, that's obviously something of a gimme for a St. Louis guy. I feel like maybe the hardest step was that
1: second-to-last park. <laughs> what
0: was the one you notched right before you finally came home?
1: The, one, uh, the second-to-last stop actually was Hawaii Volcanoes National Park on the Big Island of Hawaii.
0: And what did that feel like as you stepped into that? I mean, at that point, you must have felt like, "Hey, it's all downhill from here."
1: Right, right. It, uh, it that is an amazing park, and uh, it's 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 a it's it's still a very alive, active volcanic landscape. And so, to be able to uh, traipse around in that place uh, and and kind of almost feel the earth trembling underneath your feet, you understand how how alive it is, and how kind of insignificant you are in the face of something like that.
0: Put some things in
1: perspective. Perspective, for sure.
0: Now, when you started this journey a year ago, the government shutdown um, ended up closing some parks. How did that affect your attempt to do all of this in one year?
1: It was a little daunting. I, of course, planned the trip out, and then uh, right before I started, the government shutdown happened, and then it kept going and going and going and going. So most of my first month of the trip was um, filled with a lot of closed parks, hmm. places I wasn't able to get to, get into or access or see. Um, and it was frustrating because I was trying to achieve this goal and, um, uh, and every day I was just getting farther and farther behind. Um, but finally it did end and I did have enough time to go back and visit all those places that were closed uh, my first time around. How
0: were you able to do that? It feels like this would be hard enough having the entire year and then you end up losing almost a month.
1: Willpower, tenacity, uh, full tank of gas, I mean, all those things just... Um,
0: Did you have a period where you had to kind of just shotgun a bunch just to, to there catch up? There
1: were a couple of moments during the year where I kind of uh, kicked it into high gear um, uh, and and probably moved along a little quicker than I would have liked to just to be able to uh, to see these places. But the truth is, and I think a lot of people are wondering you know, did I actually have time to experience these places? Did I have Mm -hmm. time to see them? Did I have time to enjoy and understand? Or did I just, you know, you know, stop in and get a park stamp and a photograph and go on to the next place? And the truth is, um, I really got a very full experience in almost every place I stopped. There's a small number probably five parks or so this year that um, I feel like I didn't quite get the experience that I wanted to get. But that wasn't always due to time. A lot of times that was due to weather, that Mm. was due to um, certain uh, trail or road closures in the park for one reason or another. So
0: you say that's only
1: five out of 419. Uh, about, about five or so. Yeah, five or six. The others parts. you
0: feel like you really kind of were I able do. to hit it. I do. Mm-hmm. That's remarkable. Yeah.
1: Now, of course, you know, I, I didn't have enough time to hike every trail or see sure. everything or read every plaque or everything like that, but uh, but I did have very full experiences in these places.
0: For the five where you felt a little bit shortchanged, is that something where in the coming year you're going to try to get back there?
1: Definitely. I, ha- I have a list of, uh, a running list of places to get back to
0: now this is kind of a side note but I'm so curious about this your online presence you have this great blog and you know you have the social media stuff it's all branded 418
1: parks but as
0: we've been saying when you arrived at the Gateway Arch that was actually 419 so what happened did we add a new national park
1: we did Uh, when I when I started the trip there were uh, officially 418 units of the national park system uh, and then uh, uh, in the spring, uh, we did get a new unit added to the park system, so that upped the total to four hundred and nineteen. And
0: what's this new national park? I feel like how did we miss this news?
1: The new na- it's a little bit complicated. The new national park is uh, what, what what it was is we had an old park unit that was made up of several sites around the Pacific. It was called World War II Valor in the Pacific National Monument, and uh, during the course of the year that that. Uh, park got um, dispersed out to other agencies except for two units. And one of those is the um, uh, 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 sorry, the Pearl Harbor Memorial in Hawaii. And the other is a Tule Lake in uh, Northern California, which is one of four national park units that are dedicated to the Japanese American internment during World War II. So from one park, we got two parks. Okay, so That's, it was more a bureaucratic decision. more of a bureaucratic decision, yes. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. it makes sense. That wasn't yeah. a banner headline. Right, right. Um, okay, so you managed to hit all 419. And I saw on your blog you called this a year-long experiment in self-reliance and an exploration of the American landscape. What do you mean by self-reliance in that
1: context? It was, um, I mean, it's a test. I did the trip by myself, and uh, part of the, the, the test of the, the trip was you know, can you do that? Can you <laughs> spend a year driving around by yourself uh, through all fifty states? Um, is that uh, something to enjoy? And and you know, would I have the fortitude and the willpower to see it through um, every day? And I did. I mean, it, it, it was it was a little sort of questionable in the first couple of weeks, but very quickly I became uh, aware of how enjoyable it was to um, to travel around alone, to see these places and experience them on my terms alone. Was it ever lonely? It was. I just wrote in my blog that it was a year of solitude that was never solitary. Hmm. And uh there were so many people uh, invested in this um, and fo- that followed me along throughout the year. And I was in constant contact with people online. And it um, it made the whole adventure so much more rewarding and meaningful. So, what about
0: in real life? Did you end up meeting interesting people in these all parks? All over the
1: place. All over the are pl- interesting people everywhere, both park visitors, park rangers, you know, interesting people at hotel bars, just you know everything. Yeah. Is there
0: a conversation that stands out when you're looking back on that year?
1: I had a really interesting moment uh, in the spring. I was at uh, I was at a hotel having a late dinner, and um, after a day in the parks, and a woman sat down next to me, and um, she was a little twitchy and nervous, and uh, I was kind of exhausted and wasn't really in the mood to talk to anybody. Um, but I was in, in, engaging her a little bit. And then finally she just turned to me and she said, I just I just left my husband after 40 years.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: And <laughs> this has nothing to do with the parks or anything like that. But it was such an incredible moment that, that uh, she, at that moment, needed somebody to confide in, to talk to, to recognize that she existed. And I just happened to be the stranger sitting there that was that thing for her Yeah, and I'll never forget it it was a really amazing moment
0: Do you feel like you were able to give her what she needed in that moment? I
1: think so as best as I could um, uh, and I hope so for her
0: Now, when you ended your journey um, on the blog, you had a quote from T.S. Eliot, who was the St. Louis-born poet who, of course, left St. Louis and kind of turned his back on it. And this quote, it it reads, We shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Do you see St. Louis differently now that you've seen so many other places?
1: I do. Sorry, it's a little emotional. No, I mean, you can, um, it's coming home again, and um, it's an amazing feeling.
0: You have that greater sense of this place as your home? Definitely. Does this journey change how you feel about the United States?
1: Most definitely. How so? I have a much broader appreciation for this country, for the diversity, for the people, for who we are, where we've been the sacrifices made along the way to get here by so many people.
0: And you're getting a little emotional again thinking about it. It sounds like this journey was one where not only did you get to see these beautiful places, but it seems like it really changed something also inside of you.
1: It did. It did. I. It's You can't go back from something like this. You know, it's, um, it's life-altering.
0: And how do you think going into this new year— um, how do you see yourself changing the way you live your day-to-day life now that all this exotic travel is over?
1: I, I can't answer that question because I can't even see past today right now. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you have to detox uh, a little bit. I need to not de- literally, but...
1: decompress a little bit and um, uh, uh, find my footing again. Uh, I've been floating freely uh, all year long, and I felt very ungrounded but in a, in a healthy and positive way. So now I'm sort of back to reality, and I have to uh, figure out what that means for myself. Well, welcome home. Thank you very much.
0: So Andy McGee, thank you so much for joining us today and and letting us follow along on your journey. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU.